It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 30th day of September 2016. We're here today with our co-host, Jay Basser. And today we're going to discuss VA uh, uh, issues with the suicide hotline. Now, John, I remember when they put this hotline in, this suicide hotline in, that uh, one of their main issues were that should a veteran call in, He's going to receive or have a real person on the end of the line answering the phone. Now, I I cannot believe that they're putting them on hold. The voicemail just don't make no sense. Uh, I'll a scenario. Uh, My name is Joe, and I'm a PTSD vet. And I'm feeling a little bit down, and uh, I'm thinking about pulling the plug. I picked up the telephone, and I called the suicide hotline to the Department of Veteran Affairs. I get a message, thank you for calling the Department of Veteran Affairs suicide hotline. Please hold. <laughs> now, does that sound right to you? <laughs> that would make me go blissy. Uh, I mean, pop goes the weasel, people. We've got 20, 22 people a day kill themselves with suicides. Veterans are doing that. Now they want to put them on hold. That's unreal. Inexcusable. There is no excuse for such a thing. You need to get the person in charge of that. Everybody under him will have a clean sweep, fire them all, start over again. This hotline was designed when a veteran called in. Now, this is not only suicidal veterans this thing was designed for. Uh, It was designed for veterans out here, for instance, homeless veterans or... Anything. Yeah, uh, a veteran... family member of a veteran, you know, that's really concerned, um, can call into this and get some kind of help. Uh, You don't send them to a damn voicemail. What's wrong with people? Um, Now, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you have a question or comment, please call in to our line here. It's 347-237-4819, and when you get in, just hit one, and it'll bring you into the queue here. Uh, That number, once again, is 347-237-4819. We'd like to hear your comments on this. Uh, Yes, sir. 
veterans on hold or voicemail. That's you know I'm a stickler for numbers. Let me let me give you some numbers, Gerald. Okay, go right ahead. As many as forty percent of the calls to the veteran suicide hotline went to voicemail or backup call centers who had untrained staff. That's what the program's former director said. Uh, 40%. Well, maybe 40%. What did they do with that program? When it started out, we had nothing but good uh, Mm -hmm. feedback on it. Uh, Now, here, I forget how many years ago. It seemed like it was just yesterday, but evidently it's been a while. (laughs) This is just last (laughs) May. This guy Uh, had left. And uh, he left in June. Oh, my lands. This is devastating. Uh, What do you do? He could get better help. He called. uh, Are you uh, you sitting down? Yeah, go ahead. In February, the VA Inspector General reported that one of six calls ended up at voicemail or backup centers. The staff at one backup facility was not even aware the voicemail system existed. Which way do we go? Which way do we go? I got me a job at the VA. <laughs> My brother-in-law worked for us, so I got me a job. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> this is disgraceful. This uh, is we have disgraceful. enough... Enough uh, issues here with uh, veterans. How many called that line? And and, uh, first of all, I don't believe that number of 22 a day. I think it's probably higher than that. But we're trying to reduce that number. We're trying to get veterans some serious help. And here they have the suicide hotline number, and if they call in and get a a voicemail, we're uh, put on hold. That, that's uh, my lands. We can't have that. That's defeated the purpose of the of the suicide hotline number. They get the voicemail. If you're going to offer yourself, that's one. If you're standing on top of the bridge, press to stupid. Yeah. No. Stupidity at the most. That is criminals, again. I wonder what kind of bonus they're getting for getting, you know, for not getting phone calls out. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This, I think somebody this goes beyond the description. Uh, they ain't going to roll right now, but... If we had a, a good boss, it roll. We got to get a good boss in there, folks. Uh, someone that cares about veterans. Uh, this is absolutely astonishing. Joke now. The, the suicide, veteran suicide rates have increased thirty percent since two thousand one. Thirty percent. So, 
In 15 years, folks, 30%. Well, it was was 22 a day back then, John. Mm -hmm. They received half a million calls a year. They received half a million calls a year, so... So roughly uh, 220,000, 215,000 calls are going to voicemail. Oh, boy. Do you agree with that statement? 40% of the calls are going to voicemail. That is unreal. Yep. About 200,000 calls are going to voicemail. 200,000. That's a lot of calls. You know, that's as bad as calling one eight hundred Peggy. So what's two hundred thousand? What's two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand divided by three sixty five. That's on five hundred and forty eight calls a day that go to Volkswagen. That's a lot. Uh, we can't have that. Yeah. Can't have it's that. It's not the same person calling over and over again. You know, I wonder if they can find out how many have called, how many committed suicide if they call. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, if they didn't know, they wouldn't say. Uh, only thing we can do is everybody get together and raise a cane and get this thing squared away because that suicide hotline is extremely important. Uh, and and I do know when this thing was was created, uh, the suicide hotline, how hard they fought to get it, and it was easy. Uh, we can raise cane a hundred feet in the air and put stilts in it to hold it up. They still wouldn't care. Well, somebody's got to care. You're we with can't have that call many calls uh, going to voicemail on the suicide hotline. Yeah, there's nothing better than the voicemail says. Yeah. What does the voicemail say? <laughs> Are they understaffed? Is it a budget Well, there's no excuse for them being understaffed. My God, we're giving billions upon billions of dollars away overseas. Mm-hmm. we got to get this thing straightened out. What's your life worth, Gerald? What's the veteran's life worth? You don't take care of Well, uh, I don't know if you know put a price tag on a veteran's life. I know they do, but... They shouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't attempt to do so. A veteran, uh, life's worth a lot. Uh, and and that's, you know, it's not only the veteran. Suppose a veteran does go out there and commit suicide. Here now he's got a devastated family. And... Uh, yeah. The pain and grief the family goes through, and the pain and grief the poor veteran went through, uh, till he reached the point, he or she uh, reached the point of 
taking their own life. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's horrible when it can be avoided. I mean, there's help out there for them. And, uh, you know, if they're getting proper compensation and this and that and uh, uh, something to look forward to, it'll give them a little hope. Uh, right. But, you know, it's sad. You know, I hope the investigation is done. I hope Congress, Congress actually passed the bill up to let them straighten up and let stuff to get to it. You better than that to go through there and just start firing people, start over again. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but they'd better do it quickly because we can't, start over uh, again. we can't afford to have this going on. I mean, yeah. you add this in with the claims disaster and the appeals Shredder disaster. Gate. And, uh, Gate, yeah. And uh, log, uh, the schedule gate and the schedule was so together on time they died waiting to get in. Yeah. You know how you spell uh, the E-A-S-P-A-N-D-A-L. That's how, you, that, that's how you spell it. One scandal after another. It, uh, there's a, there's it, a cloud over top of them with a hole up and it stinks. The followers of everywhere they go. It just, uh, I don't know what to make of it. It, it just so astonishing. They generate a suicide hotline in order to save veterans' lives. And I do know in the beginning uh, there was terrific reviews on it. How, how could it, how could it have deteriorated to this state? That was too much of a burden, financial burden. They, they put their own money at it. So we got to have good money to pay for our bosses. Well, I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah. it's got to be straightened out. Yeah. I think I know what's going on with it. Well, they might have reduced their funding. Say, look, one guy can take care of this area, and one guy can take care of gal, can take care of that other area, and we can eliminate half these people on the phones. Well, this is whole thing messed up, Joe. The entire system is screwed up. Why else can why else can you explain four out of seven years that if you're on a VA disability compensation or Social Security, you do not get a cost of living increase four out of seven years, and I believe the six would be five out of eight going to pay. We'll know this month, next month, October. Well, one thing I've done is eliminated the uh, cost of living uh, they've eliminated food and fuel uh, off the cost of living. And, of course, uh, everyone knows when they go to the store, the cost of food has went up. And and uh, uh, fuel 
it's uh, yes, very volatile, so you can't depend on it for nothing. Uh, but it's still they just change them out. To their, they change it to to their benefit. They change it as much as they can to, to the CPI. Yeah, it's just a fake name number. To do it, all it is. Well, it it's is. It's like B. It's like BA math. You fifteen fifty is a hundred. Why you know? But you do the BA math. Fifteen fifty get you sixty, seventy percent. Yeah. I never have you know figured saying? that one out. That's kind well, of like exactly how to figure it out. I can do it in my head. Common core. <laughs> it is common core. <laughs> Something for nothing. Yeah, you're. You're in trouble. If you get a 50% disability, you're 50% disabled by itself. You add another 50, then it takes you to 75 because that 50, the second 50 becomes 100, see? Yeah. And each other, okay, it becomes 100. So you're half of another 100, which makes it 25%. Half of that is 25, so you're 75, give you 80%. Uh, and then the other 20% becomes 100, so if you get a 10, and the twenty percent that would be two, so you'd have to have you know that's how it goes. The higher you go, the harder it is. Yeah. Ten percent disability. If you got all the disabilities, is one percent. Some are less than one. Boy, what a mess. That's. That's not right either, is it? That needs—that's yeah. another issue that needs to be corrected. VA math. Don't you love VA math? Yeah. I tell you something else. Well, if you're retired from the VA or any federal aids and refers, you got on disability. During your retirement age, you get to draw your disability retirement that they take you. First year, you get 60%. Second year, you get 40% because of that federal windfall offset provision. And then if you get Social Security, guess what happens? They take half of it, too. Really? Yes, sir. Good, great. If you're a GS9 or 10, you get disabled. You're used to making $65,000 a year. You're lucky to if you pay your insurance, you're going to be bringing home a little bit over $1,000 a month. Well, they don't give a poor guy a chance. They give nobody a chance. So we got the wrong people in D.C. It's time to get some money to fix this stuff. Oh, that's for sure. Um, folks, uh, we're not really a political program, but I'd sure urge you all to go vote come Election Day. Yeah. We've got to change something. we got to use your vote hey, on hey, the hey. lands. Use I'd have for office myself. Well, I'd, I'd run for office myself. I I don't know what I'd run for, run for my life. <laughs> now, the things like this, this hotline and all these little things, 
things like shredder gates, candle gate, metal room gate, losing your files, shredding your shredding your evidence. Uh, oh, people are supposed man. to be seen to the doctor and they get scheduled, rescheduled, but they still show their scene in a timely manner. Uh, well, some of the other stuff went on. Uh, all kind of crazy stuff went on. Uh, then they had. Uh, then they yeah, cleared the planes back. Yeah, that's nice and wide. That's Folks out there, if you have a question or comment, uh, feel free to call in. Our number is 347-237-4819. Our number, once again, is 347-237-4819. Used to be you can call and talk to your regional office. Call that 800 number and they put you right into your regional office. You can ask questions. Yeah. Now you can't even get a hold of them. You call. Yeah. Yeah. Now you call them up. You get a call center. They have no idea what they're doing. Last time I called them, I got uh, somebody out, a girl out in uh, Nevada. Yeah. I said, well, what am I doing talking to you? I'm trying to talk to St. Louis. She said, well, that's done. I tell her to, to, to go downstairs to the casino and put 20 on red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. You, did, you, you <laughs> have better results. <laughs> <laughs> probably would. But, uh, yeah, this is this is uh, boy, this is a disaster. Putting suicidal vets on hold or voicemail. Mm-hmm. How could they justify that? They can't justify that. They don't justify nothing. They just wiggle out of it. They're supposed to fire people, and then the people that fire go through this board and get your job back. They should fire them, and then they go to the board and get the job back. They should fire the board, too. They should well, take retirements and everything from them. They may need to roll a whole bunch of them over. I say that several of them need to go. Yeah, well, that's especially these ones that are, yeah. especially, especially these ones that deny these claims and, and don't even look at the evidence. That's another that needs to go. You know, we got enough problems with the claims and the appeals and all this and that, and uh, some medical issues where they're. Uh, veterans are having to wait too long to get in because they're short-staffed uh, or whatever. And pretty uh, much down and, Texas said that uh, they've got one doctor left. Yeah. One doctor left at the clinic. And how many uh, 
nurse practitioners are, are operating under them. A bunch. You so can they have got yeah. they got to lock their doors. Yeah. they got to be a doctor supervising them. They can't tell a doctor supervising they got to go. Well, I think what they're doing here is... Uh, like, if, for instance, if you have a medical facility like in Fayetteville, Arkansas, now they got a bunch of clinics. They have a whole bunch of clinics around the area that are working under the umbrella of some doctor down there in Fayetteville. Yeah, that's your business system. They got that set up. And I don't think that's that's doing the veterans a good service at all. Because they they have that doctor sign off like he's actually he or she has actually seen the veteran. And it's not true. I reviewed this place and said, I believe everything that nurse said is correct. Even though it didn't look correct. <laughs> Never seen the veteran. Well, they should call the nurse at least on a FaceTime with him. Let them look at you on the cell phone and you look up, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face that exams, okay. But now that's what they should do. Actually, what the situation is, they can't keep doctors. The VA pays doctors pretty well, but the VA's got a system-wide problem. And the rest mm-hmm. of the world's going to this, too, and doctors don't like it. The Obamacare system has forced these doctors now to pull you into the room Examine yeah. you. So half an exam you if they've got to enter a pain the computer by themselves. I've looked in my records and it showed where doctors have seen me when I know they hadn't. Mm. And uh, they sign off like they're the nurse was the doctor, and uh, that's not right. Now here they're playing games with this suicide hotline, and they should not be doing that. I'm going to say it's something not the only process has been played games with. We'll say everything's been played. We'll say vocational rehab's been played. I will say everything they've got to go. That's a little wacky. Because I'm pretty sure that it's all that money, and I'm pretty sure that they save a certain amount of money, they get a certain bonus. Mm-hmm. They won't say that everybody manipulates the system and get those bonuses because it's been proven fact that happening things. Anytime there's free money around the garden, there's, there's some people that just can't give up cheating. Well, you're right about that, John. You know, and that brings up another topic we were going to discuss. I don't know if this is the proper time or not to do it. I think you know the one I'm talking about, being we're talking about doctors. 
and money. Yeah, we need to get this out in the open wheel. Uh, you Girl, know, here, yeah, here lately we've had some issues with HADAP members and uh, veterans uh, paying a certain doctor um, uh, to generate an IMO for him after he views the records. And it's my understanding now, which I found very surprisingly, took me totally by surprise, as well as it did uh, several other uh, members have had it there, that uh, this doctor took fees to do a service and he didn't do the work and has not replaced the money, refunded the money. Now, if he's not going to re, not going to do the service, then I would think that he would be obligated under the law to uh, refund the money. Now, you veterans there had had it. Uh, those of you that have been done wrong, and you know you've been done wrong, and this guy has taken a bunch of your money uh, and not done the service that he said he would do, then I would suggest seeking legal counsel or calling the authorities. I know the FBI enjoy, will work on uh, cases like this and hopefully maybe get some of your money back uh, because this is wrong. He shouldn't have done such a thing, and he's made it uh, difficult. Uh, he's given had it a bad name, and and uh, you all know who we're talking about. So uh, do what you got to do. Uh, at least don't take the loss. You know, sitting down, contact the proper authorities, and. Uh, because this has turned into kind of a fraudulent thing, whether that's just the way it turned out or it was intentional. We have no way of knowing. And uh, anyway, we've washed our hands of this guy, and and uh, let's hope nobody else gets burnt by him. So you got anything else to add on that, John? Hmm. Hello, John. Hello, John. I think you're right, Jared. Oh. <laughs> I think you're right. 
I thought I lost it. I'm not a floating over in the... Uh, you got big ears, hit the buttons on the phone, you can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to get that, that out there. And, yeah. you know, add it, doggone it. This is just a bad deal, and it's really a bad deal for the veterans that's paid this guy money and never got any uh, services out of him. Uh, he lied to them. He could have he could have refunded the money. Uh, Let's talk about some yeah. positive drill. Let's put that to bed. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, let's, put that uh, like, let's, let's go ahead and let's take a fork in it because it's done. <laughs> yeah, that, that subject's done. You know, the Actually, VA, they have, you know, in, in theory, the VA's pretty good. They do offer a lot of service to veterans, and not everybody's bad at a crook, you know, it's in, it's in the system. You know, you have your few bad apples, and, you know, it's always better to find a whole one than the apple instead of half a one. Uh, well, that's true. I mean, there's something's happened to this suicide hotline because I remember when they put it in, and uh, later, you know, after a few months, uh, it had very good reviews. And uh, we even had them on the show. We had people on the yeah, show. Yes. Yeah. We sure have. And. Yeah. And for something to be going so well, and I thought, boy, here's one thing the BA finally done that can be helpful. And they even set it up where it would help a homeless veterans. You'd be a homeless veteran out there and call this hotline, and they'd do any, whatever they could to help you. We look at Glenn Johnson, someone like that, who's you know, a champ VA, but somebody that's. Uh, with him, you know, and he he runs the talk shit Glenn does. And Glenn's never yeah. said this wrong in the years. I'm not talking years we've got a relationship with Glenn. Several years. And oh, every yeah, time you come on the show you know, I I just amazed on how he feels and say when he reads this stuff, you know, I mean, it's gotta make him feel bad. So somebody like that, you know, that's uh, that's on the level and goes above and beyond to help that out. You know, people like that, you know, they get a bad rap from this stuff. You know, and veterans read this stuff too in the paper every day, and they got to go to the VA, and, you know, it's going to put them in a, in a pretty sour mood too. So, you know, it's all, it, it all trickles down. You know. Well, and, you know, does, I does, and you take someone like Glenn Johnson, my God, he's just, he does his job so well. I mean, yes, he does. It, it, uh, to him, it might be second nature, but I see a guy here that really reaches out, he cares, and uh, he'll help a veteran any which way he can, uh, and he'll explain why something's uh, not, you know. Uh, not kosher or whatever, he'll explain it to you. And yes, he uh, does. You call him any time. He'll, he'll, if you don't know the answer, buddy, he'll get somebody within a very few minutes. I had an issue last year with it, and uh, 
had a couple issues in the mail room, and I called him up, but it was 30 minutes later. I had this person call and have my plane stuff right in his hand. Yeah. And it was taken care of in 15 minutes. Uh, he's really good, and he cares, and he and Champ B.A., I don't know how you can beat Champ B.A. Uh, you can't beat Champ B.A. You cannot beat him. I mean, that's... Champ uh, B.A. ran as well as the Champ B.A. program. Oh. I won't be having a radio show. It'll be... It'll, oh, it'll yeah, be, be a different world. It'll be days and roses, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Then we have to politics. But positive, you know, you know the VA does weight loss surgeries. They do what? They do weight loss surgeries now for veterans. Oh, they do. You well, now uh, there's a lot yeah. of veterans can can uh, should take advantage of that uh, and really help them. Uh, well, uh, you know, due to a lot of your medications, I know you might see veterans that are really overweight. A lot of that is caused by the meds they're on. And, well, uh, you lose a bunch of weight, you can go off most of meds. You can get off, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you sure can. And, uh, it is. I don't know the exact procedures they offer, but I know there's four procedures done. And from what I've learned, and what's most bachelor learns something, he never forgets it. So there's four types. The first is the gastric bypass. Yeah. The gastric bypass, they they take that, they separate your stomach, leave a little piece of your stomach, and they sew it directly to your small intestine. Yeah. And that's what they call the bypass. It bypasses everything. Food goes right through you. Of course, you can only eat. Talking about the palm of your hand, but that's, that's the size of your meals. Yeah. They're finding out over the years that that's, that's the one of the most ineffective and dangerous surgeries you can have. Because your stomach is shaped like a fat banana. And on the bottom back side of your stomach is a storage palace, it stores food. And at the end, going towards your small intestine, there's a valve. And that valve knows how to release the food and we're not to. So the bypass is bypassing that valve. You don't want to get rid of that valve. Because if you do, then people have problems because their 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 vitamins get low and things like that, and it causes yeah. a problem. Now, there's another one called the band. It's a band they put around it. They can tighten it up and loosen it with a... They put a port in, you know, and what they can do it with air, and they can adjust it. It's got like a little... It's like a little balloon inside of it, and it blows up. They can adjust that either way, but if you get in a car wreck or fall down, that thing can move. And if it moves to the wrong place, it can kill your stomach in a hurry and you could die from it. Ooh, that's bad. And that's unsuccessful too. Now, there's a new procedure right now that they go out and they take your stomachs and they fold it and they keep folding it over and over and sort of staple them together. That makes it smaller. And, you know, that can be reversed. And it seems to be doing okay. But the best procedure is that sleeve. It's a surgical procedure, and it's invasive. But it leaves it leaves your valve in there, and it cuts your stomach out, sew it up. It won't take the whole thing out. They just cut part of it off, sew it up, and so you have to put it over some size of a banana. 
you know, we had some had members that had that surgery, and one fella I know lost over 100 pounds, and he had the surgery earlier this year. Huh. So you can lose 100 pounds in the first six months. Now, People that's remarkable. Months. That's remarkable. And the only, yeah, the only side effect of that, Gerald, is uh, skin plastic. You have yeah. to go see a plastic surgeon, they have to, they have to, they got to trim your skin right now. They have to cut it and pull it together. Yeah. But uh, that's, the only, that's the only thing, you know. I mean, but if you're unhealthy and you need to lose a bunch of weight, you got lung problems and health problems, things like that, and you can't exercise, that's what you need to do. Well, that's that will sure. change your life for years. Yeah, uh, I got a little ebby there and went down to the VA. And, uh, of course, it must have been before they did this this kind of stuff. But uh, uh, I told them I wanted to lose 20 pounds, and all they wanted to do is give me an enema. So that's all you wanted to do. <laughs> all I wanted to do is give me an enema. Well, the move program, you got to go to the move program and have a psychiatric evaluation before you can even consider this. But uh, well, if you got any well, here, you can do it outside the VA. Yeah. yeah. Well, wouldn't hurt talk to the VA and see what. Exactly their criteria is now that they have that. Yep. <clears throat> they do add me to do things once in a while yep. uh, that they will do. Yep. Sure will. Uh, and you know, that's, that's good. Things like that. I'd like to see more of that coming out of the VA yep. of helping veterans and this weight issue it's important because my lands uh, I've seen so many uh, veterans that are overweight and and uh, they're so some some of them so heavy they can't they're immobilized they they can't move around years ago our government started subsidizing these farmers growing corn. And they've got different companies now called Forward still own the big corporations bought it out. They own it now. They started making their corn and, and hoarding it. And they hoarded it and started making this high fructose corn syrup. You know that? Yes. This high fructose corn syrup, people. Need to read your labels. This stuff is supposed to substitute for sugar. Okay. Your body can digest sugar. You can do pretty good. But high fructose corn syrup, your body can't digest it. It's like eating asbestos and it goes straight to your liver. It turns that into is bad. And you your liver. And it causes cirrhosis of the liver. I know people have had cirrhosis of the liver and never drank a drop of alcohol in their life. And this fructose corn syrup gives them cirrhosis of the liver. So if you're going through your house and you're going to the store, I'd be looking at all your labels. they got cereals now back with sugar and stuff in them. I would find stuff that doesn't have that fructose corn syrup in it. You want to lose weight, you can, you can stop eating that stuff and you lose weight. Well, I think I you're absolutely right. 
I think they'll be outlawed. <clears throat> we can use well, coal to make ethanol. We can use coal to make ethanol. I'd rather run my car or my tractor on them than lower me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something to think about, folks. But if you don't believe me, you can research that. That's bad stuff. Once we heard that, we went through the house and we filled up some cans of tea. I bet you're surprised to how much stuff you did have that had that in it. Oh, it's got a lot of stuff got in there. A lot of stuff has that. Yeah. But you're a diabetic, you don't need it for sure. Because your body don't know what it is. It's a foreign object. Good grief. What are they going to feed his neck? I stopped eating that rice in China that had the plastic in it. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I remember that. Yes. Sir. Rice from China with plastic in it. Yep. Now, and we're still doing business with China. Of course we will. EPP. <laughs> the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Oh, man. Yeah. That's one of the worst things they've ever done. Well, they've done worse, but we're just now seeing the effect of it because it took us so many years to realize what happened when you start sending all your jobs overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Millions of jobs. Yeah. Cost a lot of people their livelihood. They'll corrupt them. What it is, the big picture got to be fixed. Anyhow, things like that. Very positive that way. I mean, you know, their primary care is pretty good. Uh, sometimes their emergency care is lacking a little bit. But, uh, um, the mental health care is pretty decent, I guess. I've never been involved with it, and thank goodness I won't have to be. Um, but, uh, but a lot of good people work to be a lot of good, honest people. People care. So, yes, there are some that were. <coughs> Excuse me. There are some that really did care. You went to the clinic today, didn't you, yesterday? I was at the clinic yesterday, giving blood. And how did it treat you? It treated me great. Yeah. I go to Benita, Oklahoma, and there's excellent buns down there. Yeah. Uh, it just. You know, you don't mind going. They treat you right. And of course, I try not to be too too hard on them. I go in and they do what they're going to do, and then I leave and get out of there. But uh, I just... I went over there last year. year. I had the old x-ray last year, and I went down there and... I got in line. They was a fella raising cane. And uh, he was there four hours before his procedure. And he's like, I need to get a good deal. I got things I got to do. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I have to do that home so long. It's almost not two o'clock. This is right at about, about 10 o'clock in the morning. He said, Well, I don't know what to do. And then 
couple seconds later, he went away from him, and then the little tech come up, and the machine broke down. Going to do the procedure? He said, sir, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. She said, hate to say that. Oh, that was it. But these things he went on. I mean, he did a swan dive right on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> they was getting worried, you know. So I stepped in, stayed up on him. Hey, man, how you doing? Did you hear this stuff, man? I can't believe it. I said, well, you got to come back tomorrow. He said, Jerry, yeah. that's a 75-mile drive for me. It's hard for me to come back tomorrow. I said, that's expensive. I said, well, you hear what you did. He said, what's that? I said, you get this paper. When you leave here, you go to the mileage office. You get paid your mileage. Yeah. I said, come back tomorrow. You get a piece of paper. You go to the mileage office. You get paid your mileage. I said, what's the big deal? Well, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I had people all over at this, and the people worked at this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He picked his old cop on the dude, boy. He was dead. I mean, he was, he, he had the, the red back. I'm telling you, he was really upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was really upset. You know, I mean, the equipment did Well, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. He was mechanical to up. What's the deal? Let's use that torch car to get that weight loss surgery. Well, now, That's I don't know. You now. could ask. Yeah, you could sure ask them. Because uh, I do know there's a lot of veterans got weight problems, and they would love to get them taken care of. Yeah. Be like it's, it's something worth looking into, that's for sure. You check into it. I mean, see if you got that choice card and get paid for it. And it's saying, no, you, you, you bypass all the insurance requirements. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might get the procedure done quicker. That's something worth checking into. It sure is. Something worth checking into. Hmm. Clarity Miles, want to know. Well, I expect to rush on the VA now to get weight loss surgery now. Choker. Uh. I did that four people going up and left them. Tell them we sent you. <laughs> we expect a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that choice card. I started a new program regiment called Buy American. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see everybody do that. I did for anything. I left the content see how much is made in America. I I go out of my way to look for things made in America. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I'll go from one store to another. I think the other store's got it. Yeah, I'm talking big purchases like automobile. Believe it or not, yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. The Nissan, the Titan truck, the Toyota Thunder truck, those two trucks have more components made in America than the rest of them. Ford might be a little bit ahead of them, but Dodge, they're all made in Mexico. The whole truck. 
the whole trap. Yep. That very mean. Nothing but the truck. I think people's going to have to demand that things be made here in this country. Get yourselves back to work. Uh, there's no excuse for the, uh, these big manufacturers running off to other countries. Yeah. Now, now I know the tax system is unfair, but still... Uh, Let's hope we can get uh, taxes reduced uh, uh, for some of these larger corporations where they it's not so beneficial for them to run overseas. Yeah, that's true. That's something we've got to give. And one other note I want to touch on, I want to make this directly to the Department of the Navy. The Navy has announced this week they're changing their rating schedule for the ratings. Did you hear that, Gerald? Uh, no. No man, no more is there a boatswain's mate first or second class. There's no more hull technicians. There's no more machinist mates. There's no more boiler technicians. There's no more personnel in the yeoman. And what's they their deal? entire rating. They're called, you have to call them petty officers, whatever, whatever grade they are. Or chief petty officer, petty officer this, petty officer that. There's no more ratings like that, you know. You know, you get there in front of a bunch of people. You, you if you, especially if you're on a fire, fire team, you can look at their shoulders. You see a whole technician, you knew who to pick. Yeah. Now it's a different story. Now I understand, you know, change is good for some things. But this only proves there's somebody in Washington D.C. that's got way too much time on their hands to sit there and dream this crap up. Now, that's why in the world would they do made. that? There was a purpose for all those. Yes, there were. There were. Like you say, and, uh, you ain't got time like to ask everybody what their specialty is. I mean, if you can look like at their patch and say, "There's a machinist, mate. I need something made." Yeah. Don't get no more. You see everybody wearing the same thing. Oh, that's got to be changed. E1, E2, E3 is going to be called semen. There's no more farmer ratings. Uh, that's, that's not right. Not it's on a, a ship. I wouldn't think so on a ship. That, that shouldn't no. be right. Uh, yeah, they need to change that. Wonder what the Marine Corps Marines would have to go to the bone yard by parts of that airplane to keep planes flying. See, and and even in the service, uh, although they didn't have machinists made and this and that, they did have. Different color scarves you wore, and I was yep. in the sig- signal corps, and I wore orange. And the people that was in the infantry, they mm-hmm. wore blue, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, uh, when you seen someone, 
you knew exactly whether they was infantry or signal corps or in the artillery or whatever. The same thing with me on top of an aircraft carrier deck. Yeah. You guys are wearing red shirts. The red shirts are the flying squad, is that? You know, and uh, on board a regular ship. And you got well, fuel yeah. handlers and you got ammunition handlers and all the different shirts. shirts. Uh, you have to way, identify yeah. specialists that way. Uh, you're not looking for someone to do something they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, that's a safety uh, reason, too, there. Well, it's special deck for aircraft carrier. You got to know what. You bet. That's a dangerous yeah. job, aircraft carrier. Yeah. It is a dangerous job. Now and I think it's stuck in an instance. You wouldn't run out of here and grab somebody in the infantry and say, go climb that telephone pole. True. <laughs> <laughs> You come here, Mr. Yeoman, I want you to drive that tank across the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, what, what's that come to? That, that's a no-brainer. That's sad. Well, you it know, is sad, and it's uh, irresponsible, actually. It is. Very irresponsible. Because that's going to cost some people their lives. It is, Joe. Well, yeah, well. I know it wouldn't harm me, and I expect it even be worse than the Navy. If you got them big guns going off and this and that, and, uh, you know, that deafens everybody. Uh, you got to go on vision. You know, oh, they don't have no big guns anymore in the Navy. They're using missiles, Yeah. Missiles in 5-inch, yeah. Well, I guess they're still pretty loud. They're pretty loud, but remember, you're going to do an invasion, you still have to do the invasion, you still got to go on shore. What are you going to do, fire missiles at the shore now instead of using guns? What you would use would be battleship guns. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Now to get a ride of behind before we want to get to go to the beach, you know? Yeah. Cushion ride. Yeah. Well. You see that? Did you hear that lady say we had 90 seconds left? Yeah. She just broke right in there, didn't she? <laughs> 90 seconds. Well, we better uh, get ready to wind her down, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. Uh, uh, If not, don't worry. We'll be back next week. Uh, Hope to see you then. If we don't. Radio show, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, we may even have a bachelor hour in between. We might even uh, start a one-week news. Yeah, we need to do something here. Uh, yeah. I ain't too good at singing. Anymore. No, we can do a news show. Yeah, we could do a news show. 
That's right. Drew News Show. Veteran News. Veteran Biggest news. show to do. Well, ain't that yeah. what we've done today? Ain't this a news show? Similar. Well, that's close. We need a good, credible news source because, frankly, there isn't too many of them out there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, we're hurting for news. Well, thanks for tuning in. This will be Gerald Cook with Jay Basser. We'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Basher Show.